Thanks for tuning in to LGR Reviews on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, professional wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR Network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. What's going on, everybody? It's Monday here on the show, and we are back with another Walking Dead review on the Let's Get Ready Network. If this is your first time watching the channel, make sure to give us a subscribe and hit that thumbs up button. Always appreciate it. Corey, very happy as always to be back here again with you. I think this episode wasn't as insane, action-packed as last week's. However, it was one I think... uh, with a little bit more emotional meat, as I'm calling it here, yeah. as we get a lot of final scenes between characters as the show winds down to the final five episodes. But, you know, I think we need maybe needed a little bit of a breather episode from, from last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, after Sebastian dies, um, I think we kind of need a little bit of aftermath um i guess within the commonwealth itself but something very big happened outside of the commonwealth as well Uh, yeah that's ridiculous um (laughs) yeah in in many ways i might is i don't know if it's too late or not to to do something like this but well we can get into it for sure (laughs) yeah well with the the countless endless amount of spinoffs and things like that for this show um maybe introducing Something, a a new concept or idea, although I'm not sure how new it is. It's more of just a bringing it back because we got this in season one as well. It was just so long ago that you probably don't remember, but we'll get in and talk about that. As this episode begins, uh, we're getting these Judith narrations for these last episodes, sort of setting up uh, final arcs for characters and things like that, and it's nice because it like it lets you know what, who who the who the episode is going to be centered around, kind of before they even uh, get going, and uh, just based on the scenes that they show. Last week was Daryl, this week was Eugene. It's definitely a Eugene episode, but uh, we got some stuff with like Mercer and Princess as well that I really liked, and then of course all the all the other stuff happening with Aaron and Jerry's group, which we'll talk about. But a lot of Eugene stuff in this ap- episode. Obviously, he's sort of taking the fall for quote-unquote, killing Sebastian, even though, uh, as as we get into a bit in this episode, the kind of, it was more more of a Hornsby doing uh, in that regard, and we know who Pamela really blames for her son's death. Uh, it's, it's Hornsby, but yeah. they're obviously using Eugene as, like, the Commonwealth scapegoat, and they're sort of trying to hide him out in the church, and there's some great moments with him and, and Daryl where he's like, he squares up to fight Daryl and Daryl's like looking at him, like just doesn't even pay it a second thought. <laughs> like he knows he could kick his ass, but just, is just standing there. Like really bro. Like, so I, I love some of the, the character moments in this episode for sure. Particularly with, uh, with like Eugene and princess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the whole Eugene, Eugene's chill trying to find his inner 
his inner self, his inner hero. Um, and he always has been doubting himself. Um, even just throughout this whole story, um, he's always had this self-doubt uh, and trying to find some type of validation um, and being, I guess, the the physical, if you will, the physical hero and not necessarily using his brain power because we know he has he has the brains to figure things out. But not not necessarily. He's not the first one we go to if we if we want to go fight or um, have some type of physical um, altercation. So um, I think he's trying to really figure himself out that way. Um, but he always like he's found his love in Maxine uh, yeah. and being able to stand up for her and take the fall for her. Uh, and be able to step up in that way uh, and be a hero that way. Uh, I apologize for calling her Stephanie, by the way. I was calling her Stephanie <laughs> two weeks ago. Yes, Max. Yeah, I, I know that. Yeah. I had Stephanie in my brain because of the comic books. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the fake Stephanie. Early. Fake Stephanie, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So doing all that, uh, Eugene, I think, is, is really kind of coming into, into his own finally uh, now. Um, yeah. so it's, it's something that, um, it's, it's just about time <laughs> to yeah. do. So. Well, well, we talk about like character arcs and they're sort of wrapping everybody up and Eugene is always one of those that sort of like question his place, I think in this world and somebody that kind of has, you know, one you would figure would be long gone by now, considering of how he usually reacts to, uh, such intense situations when they're being surrounded by zombies and things like that. But, you know, I mean, he's, he's killed a few zombies here and there. Um, but he, he definitely, I think is always questioning his own sort of potential cowardice or is like, he's like, am I a coward? You know, what is bravery? Is bravery something you were born with or is it something that you acquire throughout your life? So I think he's really sort of going back and looking at his life and then using that and hit for his own current situation and for Maxine's situation and, you know, really doing what he what he's trying to do best for for her and and having her priority. I think like it's it's funny because the the Eugene and Negan relationship there for a while was he, he was kind of his lackey almost if you if you would and like then yeah. he was full on Negan there as it is even said for a bit. But um, I I think that it's it's interesting how both of their arcs right now are almost a, a little bit parallel. They're both. Um, putting the priority of their significant other before themselves, like that's that's their main focus is like protecting their 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 girlfriend slash wife. So I find that very interesting, and I, I definitely I really like that line, which is in a lot of the trailers and things like that of of like what it, what is bravery, you know? And I I think that it's been interpreted what you know the way that it it is, which is that I think it is something that you gain through life experiences. It's not not necessarily something you're inherently born with. I mean, I think people in general are inherently born with survival instincts and trying to protect themselves and trying to protect their family. Yeah. But I do think with the more experiences you get and the more shit that you have to go through as a person, the more bravery maybe you or or sort of reaction to to uh, tough situations you you gain throughout throughout the way. So I, I love that that this show is sort of exploring that in the in these final episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And like these just really like self-realization. Um, it's more, uh, cause he's 
Eugene himself, he's also like done what he has done to survive. Um, yeah. And really just to the best of his way, um, joining Negan when he did uh, is that's the best way for him to survive. And now it's kind of laying, laying himself down for somebody else uh, and being able to um just come to um love and love somebody because he's yeah. that's always also been a part of his story he's been going after rosita uh and her her interest of love um all this time and she's the one that kind of tells him hey there's there's somebody that's out there for you right um and he's found long after she permanently put him in the friend zone true uh <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so he, he's finally found that person in, in Max and um, being able to sacrifice himself, if you will, uh, and, and turn himself in yeah. uh, the way that he does. Um, even it takes though, a lot of bravery, yeah. as he says. Yeah, even though like he he had a hand in the, the, the whole massacre day, but um, and as far as Sebastian is, he didn't have a hand in. The zombies being there but as far as sebastian kind of um being turned on by the people uh, he kind of had a hand in that um with maxine but obviously he doesn't want maxine to take all the all the fall for it even though maxine right. was getting uh the the forceful words handed to her by by her brother mercer mercer uh and just being like him just saying like hey sign this <laughs> so so you get yeah. out of it um eugene eugene kind of stepped up and was like no this is all this is all on me yeah i i love that scene with eugene and rosita i i mean it, this is like we're we're getting into the final beats here and we, we're getting more of these like emotional character moments between yeah. you know some of these actors and you can tell that like they're all they're all putting it all into some of these scenes and we're we're, it worries me because every time we get one of these scenes, it's like, yeah, it's the end of the show, but usually that means somebody's going to die. <laughs> like, so I, I'm fingers crossed for, for Eugene and for Rosita. Cause like Rosita is another character that's survived long after she had, she did in the comics. Yeah. So uh, it's like always a little worrisome, but there's that moment where he gives, gives her the little uh, necklace thing, tells her to give it to Coco and, and everything. And it's those kinds of things that like, man, it, it's tough not to get a little choked up because it's like it, we're, we're at that, like you've been with these characters for so long, for so many years now that you almost, you know, you talk about them in these reviews, almost like they're your friend. You're like, Oh, this character's like trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. It's like almost like you would somebody that, you know, and it's like, it, you do feel like you kind of know these characters a, a bit now. And when you get those kind of moments between them, it's like, it's really, uh, it's what, what really gives, as I said, the emotional meat of these episodes. Um, but I, I, you also brought up uh, the scene with Max and Mercer. I wanted to talk, pivot towards talking about that a little bit um, because we, we talked, we, I think we're a little nitpicky kind of complaining a little bit last week that there wasn't enough with Mercer yeah. and not enough with princess either. I think in this final season so far, and I don't know if they, maybe they heard us or something, but uh, we, we definitely got a, a bit more with both of them in this episode, which I was really happy with. Maybe still not enough. I kind of would, would like a little bit more, but the problem is now you have so many characters that you have to focus on and, and wrap up their stories. So it's like, you're, you're not going to get those, you know, um, not as much of those 
focused on one character or two characters. But I, I love what we got between those two. Um, love what we got between Mercer and Princess. I mean, Paolo Lazaro, like, this woman, I fucking love this woman. She's so awesome. Uh, she's so great at, and gives so much depth and character to Princess. A character that was very, like, quirky and kind of, like, you know, fun in the comics. But then you do kind of... She tell, tells a little bit more of who she really is throughout, like, with her relationship with Mercer. Yeah. But I think we get... We're getting even more now with the show, and it's what I finally wanted. Like, yes, more with Princess, damn it, because she's, she's one of my favorite characters on this show, even though she's only been around for a couple seasons. And same with the comic books. Like, she's one of my favorite characters there, too, but even though she was only in the last few. But she's just so – she leaves such an impact with her presence that you, you just can't help but fall in love with her and, like, just some of the stuff that she's doing and telling the story of being, you know, having emotional trauma with her family when she was young and – you know, Mercer has that line, uh, uh, it'll, you know, turn, it kind of triggers some of that. She tells him that story. So I'm glad that we're getting that, you know, where we finally got some of that. But it does seem like her relationship with Mercer might be kind of done. I mean, she's she's leaving and he's his his number one priority. You know, we talked about character priorities and some are focused on their significant other. His is protecting the Commonwealth yeah. and. Uh, and that he puts that over his, you know, his love for for Princess. So I think Princess is. They might reconnect a bit later on, but yeah, man, I can't I can't put over Paulo Lazaro enough. It's just, she's just phenomenal on the show, and I absolutely fucking love her. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I I was gonna say in regards to Mercer, um, I still want to see more. I still want. Yes, him. I agree. I still want him to. We got do, more with Princess, but we need yeah, more with Mercer. Yeah. Yeah. I want him to. Be, I want him to like hurry up and make his decision in turn. Yeah. He's gonna have his <laughs> moment. He's yeah. gonna have that moment where he's like, "Okay, yeah. time, time yeah. to rebel against the the Meltons here and, yeah. and save I, the Commonwealth." I think we might get that this next episode. I think the we might one get of the that. next two. Um, yeah. Because just with with uh princess and and telling him her just her her past trauma uh with her with her fathers uh and being able to be like or or her telling him that like she knows the difference between like bad men and good men uh and like she's she's just telling mercer like hey you are a a good man um and like it's time to like do what's right and I hope, uh, as, as I think it's it's just going this way, I think that's kind of his realization there that he yeah. does change. Uh, and also on top of that, with Max telling him um, about their father uh, and kind of the differences between him and their father uh, and um, just being like, hey, Eugene, like, like she tells him, like, Eugene is a good guy. And um, he didn't act alone. I was part of it. Um, you see the uh, you see what's happening and going on in the Commonwealth. You see that the Miltons are bad people. You see that Hornsby has been doing bad. Um, why are you still kind of protecting protect Milton? Yeah. Really, the people. Yeah, Milton. Um, and um, he's like he he keeps saying that like his his duty is to the Commonwealth. Um, I think it's more toward the people, 
but um yeah but he's still kind of yeah yeah, and he's still kind of following the orders from the miltons and it's like when is he finally going to just stand up for himself and say no i'm going to do what's best for the people here yeah Um, and it is yeah being a soldier like stop being a a soldier being told what to do uh become a leader yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah. So, um, and I think him turn or Eugene turning himself in at the end of the episode, I think he kind of now realizes that like it's it's time to time to lead. Uh, turning point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I it's interesting you bring that up because like I I think it's very interesting to note how important the women are in Mercer's life mm. to to these decisions. They're all kind of giving him advice, and I think if he if he does make this the right decision and becomes that leader, like we want him to, like he did in the comics on the show, uh, you, you got to put a lot of credit to like those conversations that he had with Rosita, you know, mm-hmm. new, new kind of friends, kind of uh, uh, um, partner in combat or whatever you want to call it. Uh, his, his now his girlfriend, maybe now ex-girlfriend princess, and then his sister Max. And it, it's interesting to note because, his the current woman that he's really following orders from is is Milton. Milton. So yeah. he's take, taking all these uh, you know all the input and advice from these other women in his life. It's just kind of kind of interesting to note that they have that sort of female driven presence that I think is really important for for shows like this. So um, I love that. And yeah, like we talked about it just in general. We want to see somebody like a Carol or a Maggie be the leader of the Commonwealth at the end. You know. Because we love that that female empowerment sort of thing, um, so yeah, I I, uh, I I definitely I agree. I want to see more from Mercer. I want to have him have that big moment where he finally decides, okay, it's time time to stop listening to these damn Miltons and right. and uh, kind of <laughs> do something about it. But I did want to talk about the Miltons as well because we have a bit of a Game of Thrones thing going on here for Uh-oh. sure with with the Miltons. And uh, well, the one Milton now—it's—it's it's just just Pamela left as as we kind of are dealing with the fallout from Sebastian's death in this episode, and she's talking to his corpse, and I, I love that scene because there there's a, a moment that you you see her sort of turn as he turns as as she's talking to his corpse and still talking to him like he's Sebastian, he turns to a zombie and she just immediately is like, okay, mm. he's gone. And I love that moment. That actress that I always forget her name, but the actress that plays Pamela Milton just did a such a phenomenal job in that scene. Uh, and then that sort of leads into what's going on with Hornsby. And like, it's funny because they cut to, to that scene where Hornsby's in the cell, and you're like, oh yeah, I forgot he was still around, kind of for a second, because there's so much else happening that. Oh yeah. Yeah, and uh, that dynamic is very very interesting. We've seen teases that. Maybe Milton and Hornsby were a thing or had a fling or something at some point in the past. Who knows what's going on there? Uh, somebody suggested maybe we should get more of that, of like ex- more explanation for that, some of their backstory, which I think would make a great, a great Tales from the Walking Dead episode if we get more of that show. Give us a 45-minute backstory on Hornsby and Pamela Milton and the formation of the Commonwealth. I would love to see that episode, but yeah, that'd be nice. That would be, yeah. Nice. But I love sort of the power grovel going on here. And the fact that you have, uh, Milton bringing in the zombie zombified Sebastian and the, towards the end here. And 
un unties Hornsby and says, "All right, you got to deal with this. You got to clean up my mess, basically." And so he's he's now forced to dispatch of zombie Sebastian, which I think is probably probably happens off screen. We don't necessarily yeah. see that, but she tells him to feed my son. Yeah, feed my <laughs> son, right? Because <laughs> they got the the corpse of the other guy in there as well. But man, there's some some real like. You know, she's she's got she's got him cucked really at this point, and uh, I love that where she's she's like going out into his pants, and you think she's she's going for something, but she goes for the ring, or not the ring, but the uh, the coin yeah. instead, the Harvey Dent coin, and, and pulls that out. Um, really, really well done work by these two actors here in this scene, and just everything that's going on between them. It's like it's the two villains. It's the battle of the two villains, almost like you know Cersei and. Little finger or something on Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah. Some, some <laughs> really, really, really intense, like elitist power, sh power grab shit going on here. I love it. Yeah, and like, yeah, it it does seem like they have some type of past history, because um, like he he hears her walking down the hall first, and he's like, oh yeah, here we go. He knows who it is immediately. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like she starts rubbing her fingers around his face. I'm like, all right, this is this is getting a little weird, but. <laughs> uh yeah the face it, i made yeah <laughs> but like she wants him to take obviously take responsibility for for killing the uh like the workers of the fair um because she she realizes that was him you killed uh, my son lance yeah. yeah so he she wants him to just take the fall for everything and just just let it go and, and it's just so the the commonwealth can go on and move on but now that we have all this stuff going on like it's it's not that easy to clean up um but she she gives him a chance at least uh to yeah. <laughs> to fess up and and do what it, and then uh, who knows what they what she has in store what she has a plan because um our our survivor group um, our main group that we have. I know she wants to kind of retaliate on yeah. them. Uh, so she's got Hornsby in the back of her pocket now to to go do what whatever she needs to do. So um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, there's, she kind of makes a point that that some something needs to be done. We need to to let's just say make a point, or we need we need to. Uh, you know, make a statement kind of thing. So mm -hmm. whatever that means, it's doesn't sound too, too uh, good, especially in the final episodes here. Like she's, I think she's going to do some pretty dastardly shit here in the next couple, considering uh, no more Sebastian around yeah. to do anything dastardly. So she's kind of got to do the dastardly shit for all the Miltons now. Um, <laughs> and we'll, we'll see what that entails. I mean, there's a whole bunch of horrible shit. Like, and we see that at the end of this episode that they're they're starting to like kidnap or or take into custody certain members of the group. Rosita yeah. gets attacked at her apartment as they're trying to kind of leave. You know, we saw Princess packing up all of her shit and trying to leave. So a bunch of these characters in this group are are trying to get out of this before it escalates into something worse. But I I think it might be a little bit too late because see shit seems to be going down here and whatever that means. And uh, you know, there's there's all sorts of messed up shit that she could do, I think. Um, and, and Hornsby as well. And, you know, we saw that cliffhanger Hornsby at the end of the mid season finale, which we still haven't really got a resolution to of whether or not he massacred all of Oceanside. Mm -hmm. And again, I think that my theory that is that, uh, 
you know, once they do get to Oceanside, which we'll talk about that group here in, in just a second, but if they discover that like all of Ocean, almost all of Oceanside has been wiped out, or even all everybody, like that there's no survivors almost of Oceanside, like that could be enough of a of a big deal for them to want to retaliate and this big final showdown happening between the group and the Commonwealth. I think yeah. that's probably where we're leaded and like who who's gonna be on whose side. Cause that's where we sort of that's it's interesting because in the comic books we have that and they're about to have this final showdown and then Rick makes this big speech and that's it. They resolve it that way. Right. I don't think that's going to happen here on this show. The everybody again, everybody said involved in the show, she's going to be drastically different. So I, I anticipate a full on fucking battle here yeah. to end this show. Um, but yeah, I, I any other, thoughts on any of the stuff going on in Commonwealth before we move on and talk about this wacky shit going on with Jerry and Aaron. Yeah, no, um, just not outside of um, Rosita getting taken um, and we'll see kind of where who's who actually took her um, and kind of where yeah. things kind of end up there. Um, but yeah, we'll see kind of what what really happens inside Commonwealth, like Eugene it all is, goes down. Yeah, Eugene yeah. turned himself in. Uh, and we'll see how how fair of a trial he gets if they put him on trial. Uh, and see if Mercer does something. Uh, and we'll see if even if Daryl and Carol see what Carol even said that they made a deal and we don't really know kind of right. what the don't deal know the specifics. Yeah, yeah, we don't know know kind of what the deal was. So yeah, um, I want to see more of definitely her um, and how what whatever role she has played in in this so far um, that we yeah. really didn't get this episode. So, um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what happens next in the Commonwealth. I am also curious to see how it's all going to go down. Um, but meanwhile, we have the Commonwealth stuff going on. We still have this group en route to. Oceanside to see how they're handling, uh, how, how they're holding up, which again, I think depending on where that coin landed at the end of that episode, they could all be dead or they could all just be, you know, traumatized from the events of Hornsby, just, you know, going into business for himself, as they say in the wrestling world. But it's uh, Jerry, Aaron, Elijah, and Lydia with a bunch of supplies. And uh, I, it, you know, I was talking about those character moments earlier that, that worry me when you have somebody like Jerry basically saying, Oh, I, I can start kingdom 2.0 <laughs> basically this like rundown abandoned fair kind of Renaissance fair type of place that they, they find here that they hole up in. It worries me because somebody like Jerry or Aaron uh, dying, I think would be a, a massive deal for this show. Yeah. Uh, and they, they, you know, they keep teasing it like Jerry getting his, his foot or his, uh, his, whatever his shin as they're trying to, as they're getting the, the supplies out of this rut that they've driven themselves into, because for some reason, Aaron doesn't want to stop and wants to just keep going to Oceanside. And so he thinks taking the, the back, the like through the woods way is the best. Like I, Aaron was kind of, his motivations are a little weird in this episode. And somebody else pointed this out that like, uh, okay, first of all, uh, why doesn't he want to stop? Second of all, he's in such a hurry to get to Oceanside. And third of all, he's just now bringing up the fact that he knows about these zombie variants. Like, why didn't he mention this forever ago? He's like, yeah. oh, I heard stories about the, 
the the walkers that can climb walls. Wait, you're just telling us this now? Like, what's going on? So, of course, they they're they're holed up here in this this thing. They think they're safe and secure, but the zombies get in, and uh, they're 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 behaving a little more evolved, and they actually think they're whisperers at first. Yeah, because of the way that they're they're climbing up the wall, they're using tools, and they're opening up doors, things like that. But it turns out after they kill one of these and they go to rip off the the whisperer mask, that no, it's just a zombie. But it's a perhaps more evolved, newer kind of zombie. A variant, like, if you will. A variant, <laughs> uh, which is, as we've seen from our, our current uh, pro world problems, that these mutations tend to evolve and and sort of counteract the, the natural immunities and things like that. So maybe something like that with zombies. But it's interesting because we saw zombies with this kind of stuff, like climbing walls and... Uh, you know, opening doors and things like that. All the way back in season one. If you remember, like, Morgan, the whole Morgan thing, where his wife was, like, outside the house as a zombie, she goes and she opens yeah. the door. Like, yep. there's all these callbacks that you can go back and look at early, early on. But, you know, I, I think that, like, Haskell bringing up a good point here, that they needed to do this, like, five seasons ago. Yeah. So it's like they're just now bringing back this idea from season one at the very end with five episodes left, like maybe a little bit too late. Maybe they'll use it for other shows for the, 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 the millions and millions of spinoff shows that we're getting. Uh, they'll probably, it'll probably pop up in the, the Maggie and Negan show, maybe there, maybe on the Daryl show, maybe on the Rick and Michonne show. So who knows? But you know, I, I like the concept. It's very interesting. Especially the fact that they immediately think that they're whispers. I love how they go to that and then they pull it yeah. off. And it's a, it's a cool reveal and it's an interesting idea. But again, maybe a little too late. Maybe they should yeah. have introduced this like right after the whispers. Like okay, and whisper war ends. We've had like two seasons since the whisperer war. So yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know. I, I I have mixed feelings on it. What about you, Corey? Same here. Um... Like I said earlier, like at the top of the show, I think it might be a little too late to kind of introduce this. Yeah. Um, and when like when I while I was watching the episode um, and like I was just like, what is going on here? <laughs> just because I was like, it's is it a whisper? Like, I know the whispers are kind of just all gone and he he rips the face off and this is like, oh, it's an actual zombie. I'm like. Is this? It, I, it's got to be too late to do this. There's only literally five, yeah. four or five episodes left of this thing. Unless it's like a main, this is like a main story point yeah. of one of yeah. these spinoff shows. But even then, it's like, why do you introduce it on this show? Yeah, yeah, and not just introduce it on the next, the spinoff or whatever. Um, yeah, and have it there and just let that, that would be a cool thing. like yeah. selling point for a new show oh this is a show about evolved zombies that can like climb walls and shit that's cool i'll watch that yeah but instead it's just a random thing that they feel like they're just now introducing with yeah. five episodes left of the show yeah yeah unless it's unless it's something that's super like you said super huge in these last episodes um i and it's and it's kind of the 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 b plot of the storyline too yeah so. It's not at the Commonwealth A. Yeah. Evolve Zombies B. Yeah. Yeah. And going to, to Oceanside. And like, what are they going to do when they go to Oceanside and find everybody's dead? Like, it's right. kind of just an endpoint there, too. 
unless they find um i forget the girl's name um that kind of leads leads oceanside um, rebecca no that's i want to say it's sydney maybe sydney. either yeah, i don't know either <laughs> too many names but, on the show like, <laughs> once they go there what are they gonna do like you got to, you got your supplies and you're just gonna be there now <laughs> so like i don't i'm not really too sure like where this particular storyline is going cindy um, and then it's rachel rachel so okay. rachel the current leader cindy was the one that died oh, okay okay it's previous okay um but the, it's funny because the the actress's name was sydney sydney park Right. So that's where you got. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and I know Oceanside has this big connection with um, the Hilltop Maggie's group, um, but like, where where is that all going? Like, we haven't even really seen Maggie this these last part these part of this last eight yet. So yeah, just like it's just, where's that? Where is she? How how does she even play into the last episodes? Like she's, she's busy, uh, not at the Commonwealth. So about to peruse around the abandoned uh, ruins of New York City with with Negan the, apparently packing up her bag. <laughs> yeah, packing up her bags for a spinoff <laughs> show. <laughs> so I don't know. It's 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 weird. So I don't I don't really know. Yeah. I have no clue where where this is going. Yeah, um, I I like the idea of variants, or I mean, episode is called variants. So, um, I like the idea of it. I just wish it was a little bit earlier, like like Haskell said, like it's it needs to be during like the like terminus season. Like if we got it during yeah. that season, like that'd have been fine. There were so many seasons that feels like of them just walking around, like trying to find a place to settle <laughs> down. It, it's yeah, like, why did you put it, it there? Yeah, <laughs> looking back at it now, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I don't know. I I like the idea. I just think it might be a little bit too late. I agree. I agree. Uh, one final thing I have here, and we sort of brushed on this a little bit, but you know, we have we have Jerry and we have Aaron, and there's some great character moments on this show. I loved uh, Aaron sort of getting into his relationship with Eric there. I thought that was a really nice moment, and like basically saying, you know, I I, I didn't uh, I turned him down originally for the date, and it, I spent six months trying to figure out if this is who I wanted to be with, and then it was the happiest moments of my life. And you know, if only I could give it give it back to, to have him back kind of thing. That sort of thing hits as he's trying to, ex, you know, explaining his perspective to Lydia, who's now just starting a relationship with Elijah. And she doesn't, she doesn't really know because um, she still has memories of, of um, Henry and stuff like that. So I love those little nice character moments, but again, uh, almost at the end of the show, it worries me because it's like, somebody's going to die anytime yeah. you have these kinds of moments and that alongside like, Jerry saying he's going to start Kingdom 2.0 and he's going to be King Jerry. And it's like, no, stop, stop. You're going to die. You're just, <laughs> stop it. So I guess that's like my, my final question is, do you think like one of these, one of these characters that they sort of have given character moments to here is going to bite it in the next couple episodes? I think, I hate to say it, but I think Jerry or Aaron are two like front Ooh. runners to well, potentially Elijah, bite it here. Elijah's definitely gone. Or Elijah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so That's Lydia's that. poor Lydia's luck. Yeah, yeah. Pretty love interest is gonna be gone. Um <laughs> if I had to choose between Jerry or Aaron, I think I would go Aaron. 
Yeah. Is, is a bigger character than Jerry. And like, even though Jerry does have a family, like, I think we've gotten to know Aaron and Gracie a little bit more than Jerry's family. So I think yeah. Aaron might be the one that's, that's going to get it. Oh man, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. Like even some of these characters that you feel like they're not like the main characters, they're not your, your Rick or your Daryl or Michonne or uh, Carol, even like these, these are kind of, the the uh, the B not the B characters but like characters that aren't main characters basically, right. uh, but they're still feel so important and again like as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode they they feel like people that you know at this point because you've spent so many years with them so it's gonna gonna be really tough when inevitably a couple of these characters die uh, towards the end of the show because again we got five more episodes left of the main walking dead series before it is all done and over and then there's about six thousand spin-off shows for you to watch uh with all sorts of different characters so yeah man i'm uh, i'm looking forward to it i'm i'm dreading it a little bit because i think it's going to be an emotional ride but i'm looking forward to continuing talking about it with you cora here yes. on this show yes yes same here i'm i'm looking forward to these last four episodes um and just being able right after, to, I, after we, we watch the next one which is already on amc plus yeah next week yeah yeah before after okay. that one yeah all right, all right. <laughs> five episodes sorry yeah um and yeah let's see what happens like i'm i'm losing track of my weeks that's what's happening <laughs> yeah uh, but, <laughs> there's a lot going on there's a lot going yeah. on these days so yeah so I'm, I'm looking forward to it uh we'll see kind of everything that we talked about there's going to be some more things that are either going to fall out and or build up to this final this final finale so yep. um i'm excited for it um we we put in all this we put in 12 years of this nonsense so yeah <laughs> 11 12 years it's of fair this, to so. call it nonsense because a yeah. lot of it is very silly if you yeah. go back and really look at, look at it and think of it you're like oh this is fucking zombies and yeah. whatever you're like so yeah i'm <laughs> i'm excited for it i'm happy for it um let's let's get these weeks rolling so let's end it with style yeah absolutely and uh shout out to again to paul lazaro who uh used the one f-bomb uh quota mm -hmm. of the week and really emphasized that don't give a fuck she's like really i love that delivery <laughs> i love you paulo all right let's uh get out of here Corey. we'll talk to y'all next week Cheers, y'all. See ya.